I'll be like, ting, ting, ting. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Already started. We'll edit that out. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Dozcast, episode 25, a special edition. Uh, I say special because I actually have a guest here with me, my bubble buddy, um, who I'll tell you more about shortly. Um, actually, I'll tell you about it now because I have nothing left to talk about. So uh, introduce yourself. Elbato. Okay. That's what you're choosing <laughs> to go with. That's up. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Uh, what might other people know you as? Sim. Sim. Simba. Sim. Uh, Simba. Yeah, the, the pride of uh, White Rock. Lion Rock? Pride uh, Rock. The pride of Pride Rock. Okay. Wonderful. Great introduction. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Sim and I have been friends for a long amount of time. And you might be wondering, well, what are you people doing together? Uh, how can you see each other? Aren't you currently locked down? Correct. But we are using the Bubble Buddy system. We are two buddies coming together in a bubble. Mm -hmm. Not like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that comes later. <laughs> so, yes, uh, this weekend almost didn't happen. Uh, I got a text on Friday uh, telling me that I've been at a tier two site. Uh, apparently, COVID is now at Coles. Um, so I had, to get, <laughs> I had to get the old shtick up the nose, um, which was... I mean, it was fine. didn't bother me at all. The lady did say it was far more different in the early days? I said like, oh, that just tickled. I don't know, I got, I got one pretty early on and I didn't think it was that bad. I, oh, thought, the, I thought the throat bit was worse than the nose bit. Oh, just, just touch the back of the tongue, really. That's all it felt oh, like. Oh, is that all it is now? You don't go up the nose as well? Oh, I got the up the nose as well, but it wasn't invasive. No, like, I, I didn't felt like really... the nose was a bit invasive, but it wasn't that bad. But they, they did my tonsils when they did, and it didn't... Mm. Think that's an extra. Oh, I right. I, pay, well, I did pay for that, yeah. So as I was queuing up, it took me about two hours to get in. Um, and I think it's probably because a lot of people in the area got a text message saying, get yourself checked. Um, so yeah, I went, went and queued up, was in the car for like probably two hours before I got in. Uh, just as I was getting to the boom gate to go in, I saw someone coming out and they were like holding their nose. And I was like, I was already judging them. And I was like, I bet it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I bet it's not that bad. You deviated my septum. Um, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Um, I did complain multiple times about how long it took, but um, the people in there were super professional. Everyone was very nice, doing a really good job, checking your details, just making sure you know everything was on there. Something they could have mentioned though was I don't know if like when you got texted or however it worked for you, but didn't say anything about a Medicare card. No, I don't I was, think I needed a Medicare card. I can't remember. It's been a while. I had two tests, but I can't remember needing a Medicare card. Yeah, so when I checked in the thing, it asked for the Medicare card. Oh, maybe and, it did. Uh, maybe and it was, it was only because I've just been recently going to physio. I actually had a card. I like, mm. had the card with me. And I thought, mm, something you require, because I had the little star next to it, required. And you could say no, but I, I assume they asked you to leave. Um, but <laughs> You could say no, and so can we. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, went in, checked all the details, the old up the nose, and then... Away you go. And then, um, yeah, what was it? Maybe, so I got the test around 2.30 p.m. on Friday. Got texted my results at 11 a.m. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I had a friend of mine who did similar, similar timings, but they did it in the city. So Yeah, well, the, we're better people than treated you. Treated with a higher priority. Well, we're better their, people than you. Got their text back around it's, 9 it's a.m. A, it's like a target. You know? So in the, in the CBD, that's your... That's it. So the yeah, good people. We care. And then you get a bit further out. Yeah, okay, people. Care slightly out. less. People are okay. Out your way, 
You're really Adelaide's problem at but, that point. But then you go slightly further, and it's you can do what you want. Oh, now. well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You can do what you want yeah. now. And there's already, I don't know if you saw the other day, there was already um, someone had been done for traveling out there. Mm-hmm. Like fucking day one of them being let out. Yeah, because so. people are. Are we allowed to swear on your podcast? Uh, well. Because people are can't storm. Well, that is true. <laughs> I can edit that for those people. No, I'm sure I've said that before. Actually, there is. So, for people who do look at the feed, there is an episode missing. Um, I think it's episode 23, and I deleted it because I called a lot of people that. And oh, that right. was before I got my well, new role. I think if we're going to discuss um, COVID lockdowns, sorry, viewers, but the word cunt probably will come up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess you want to talk about New South Wales? <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably no, don't want to drone on no, too much about the big sea. Um, the people, the people of the Wales and New South, are, are a lovely people. Uh, the same as us. We've gone through the same yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's idiots everywhere. I know. Yeah. Early on, it was like, oh, look at these people not doing the right I thing. I think but it depends on what nar- narrative you support. Is uh, is whether you hate or like Gladys, and the same for Dan Andrews. So. Mm. All I will say is I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> um, I really yeah. wish I had a pun to fire back at you with, but... Uh... <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, Alas. so, I mean, if you're not living in New South Wales or Victoria, um, yeah, we're still in lockdown here. I, I, ours is still harsher than New South Wales? I don't know. I don't know. I, I... Because theirs isn't even lockdown though, isn't it? It's a stay-at-home kind of request. Mm, I think they've fully done it now though. Yeah, no, um, I was, I was but there's, there's at least a map out for them. You know, they're still waiting to announce what comes for us. Seventy percent, we we're allowed to travel an extra five k's for no other reason. Which so. means a lot to you. You can go somewhere else to get your fancy fucking cheese for your sandwich. <laughs> but that, I can go nil. That cheese is life. So. so Talk us through. My friend uh, Sim here is very inner city Melbourne. And uh, what, did you, what did you tell me the other week? What okay. did you do the no. other week? Okay, so, you know, I live alone and we only recently discovered we could be lockdown buddies. Mm-hmm. So I've been alone for this, whatever how many, whatever lockdowns we've had this year. Was it three? Mm-hmm. No, four, five, six this year? I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And, you know, it's fucking depressing. So I had a weekend. I did a theme weekend. I did a New Orleans themed weekend at Jambalaya on Friday no. night. Nolans, I uh, did a jambalaya on the Friday night. Uh, I made a lot of cocktails from Nolans on the Friday night as well. Mm-hmm. And then on the Saturday, I never once, never once in any of the other lockdowns did I succumb to the sourdough craze. But I did bake my first loaf in, and it wasn't sourdough. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Uh, baked my first loaf in lockdown six, but it was a it was the the muffaletta bread. It's like an Italian round sort of flat loaf that you make. Yeah, I know. Hey, muffaletta. muffaletta. And um, so that's the first bread I made in, in any of the lockdowns. And I made it specifically because there's this type of sandwich you can get in New Orleans called a muffaletta, and it's like a weird Italian. Well, maybe it's not weird, but it's an Italian style sandwich. It's not weird to Italians. Well, maybe it is because I don't think they make it in Italy. True. Okay. Uh, mm? Got me. Hmm. Uh, Maybe they do. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the eye may look good. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I made the bread and I got the right meats and I got all the stuff to make the olive salad. But I could not find the right cheese anywhere. Uh, I think it's a uh, provolone. Mm-hmm. It'll never be provolone again. Um, <laughs> edit that out too. Um, and the bit where I say edit that out, and this bit explaining that as well. Yeah. Okay, mm. I'll leave it in. Uh, yeah, of course you will. 
Uh, and I couldn't find the cheese anywhere, and so I found it, uh, but then I explained to Doz that I'd found it, and I said something along the lines of, I had to go to the South Melbourne markets to get a specific type of cheese, and... Had to. <laughs> it was within my 5Ks, uh, and I did. You can't, have this, you can't have that sandwich with the wrong cheese. None of the rules were broken by, I said. Mm. Um, Brought to you and spoken to you by... <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Yes. Mm. So you rode on your push bike mm -hmm. to the edge of the five kilometers. Mm. Is it five k's from here? No, nah, it wouldn't be five. It'd no, be, it probably it'd just be... seems like it because it takes you about a week to well, drive. I there. think I actually okay. In order to get there, I think I have to ride about seven kilometers. Yeah, but, but the, the actual as the crow is flies, I'm in the I'm in the diameter radius, whatever. It takes us back to what were you telling me earlier today? That apparently in Victoria, most of the the crows that we see aren't crows; they're ravens. And so as the raven flies... As far as the raven flies. I mean, crows can do it too, though. There are still crows here, apparently. That's okay, yeah. It's very hard to tell the difference. Mm. 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 Yeah, so um, listeners still uneducated on raven or crow. Or a particular type of cheese for a True. Italian so got, sandwich based in New Orleans. You got the cheese. I did get uh, the cheese. I will resist the urge to delve into my terrible Italian accent. You please do. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. mm. um, and how was it? How did it turn out? It was a good sandwich. But the problem Could is... you tell the cheese was in there? Yeah. Yeah, because there's about 500 grams of cheese in this thing. So, God. and this is the thing too. So it was a great idea, right? Um, to have all this, you know, cooking and doing all these things to distract yourself. And, but the jambalaya was a lot of food, but you can eat a serve of the jambalaya and then you can meal prep the rest of it and put it in the freezer. Great, you've got meals for weeks. I think I only just finished it a couple of days ago. But you can't do that with the sandwich. And when I say I made a muffaletta loaf, I love saying that word. <laughs> Um, it is an entire loaf of bread, but it's just one big bread roll. Mm. So when you make this sandwich, which has about, I think it's about 200 grams each of three different kinds of meats. So we're about, we're about 600 grams of meat on there. Okay, yeah. Maybe more, I can't, maybe it was 300 of each, I can't remember. But, mm -hmm. but there's about 450 grams to 500 grams of this cheese on there, Jesus. as well as... Um, like about two cups of mixed olives, a cup of uh, artichoke hearts, uh, about two cups of diced uh, capsicum or peppers, if this is, you know, going overseas. Uh, I think we do have some yeah, American listeners. Shout out to and them. And then uh, this other type of uh, giardini, giardini, I don't know, some sort of weird pickled veggie mix. So you chop all that up as well. And that goes on the bottom, but they cut the bread in half. That goes on the bottom. Then it's like meat, 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 cheese, meat, 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 the mm -hmm. olive thing again. Bread on top, wrap it all up, put something heavy on it, chuck it in the fridge for another hour yep. to let all the flavours get through everything. Yep. So I ate a quarter of that on the mm -hmm. Saturday. And I don't think I ate again on Saturday. Okay. So how is this normally served? Is so, this something a family would do or you do it for like a barbecue? So or I think there's only a couple of places even in New Orleans that do it. Um, but it's just one of those things I was fortunate enough to try and I've been obsessed with ever since. I'm not going back there anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was over there, you could order it by the full, the half or the quarter. And so I ordered a half and shared it with a buddy of mine and it was, a, it was, yeah, it was. It was a mean feed. It was, it was a struggle to get through. So and it was so high you, in fat too. Do you so have it with anything? Do you have it with chips? Like you would get a toasted uh, sandwich here? I mean, if you were doing a quarter, you could, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hearty meal. Yeah, okay. Or do you get it with grits? 
I'm trying to guess the Nolans. Well, yeah, a, I mean, grits is a Nolans thing, but no, the sandwiches, you probably get it with a Bloody Mary, mm. which is what I got it with. I was going to say, is that what you would get yeah, it with well, or what most people would It's 100% get? what I got it with. Um, Correct. Right. Yeah. Mm. Is that what most people would get it with, a Bloody Mary? Probably not, because most people probably aren't hungover as fuck when they get it. And also, you can't get the Bloody Mary from the central grocer, so I took the sandwich to another place to get the Bloody Mary, so... Okay. <laughs> so maybe not, maybe not. Maybe that's just a me thing. Right. This sandwich requires some alcohol. Well, I, I think all sandwiches require a beverage. Okay. Well, maybe not require it, but they go better, don't they? Don't mm, they? Don't about a breakfast toasty ham and cheese. Oh, I reckon you could have Maybe that. on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, on a weekend. Bloody Mary again. An espresso martini. Black, bloody maybe Mary. even a white Russian. That's a bloody, good little breakfast drink. Bloody Mary. Yeah, bloody Mary. Mmm. All right, so we just spent 10 minutes talking about a sandwich, mm -hmm. but we are off to a ripper. <laughs> what a cracking um, episode. I love to, I'm, I'm glad I'm your first guest. Now, in, look, uh, one of the reasons I have you on, uh, and I think you mentioned... Because you're in my house? Well, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Circumstance. Mm -hmm. um, but also, mm -mm. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? We can, but... Let's talk about it. Okay. So, you I have are, a third nipple. I say... I'd say aspiring writer, because you're not yet published. Oh, I'm definitely aspiring, mm, um, struggling you're not, even. You're not? Mm, yeah, well, maybe. I, I, I don't know the writer's journey. Um, but I have read an early draft of your work, so I know you've sent through one that you have been working on. You've got the first 15... 14 chapters. 14 chapters? Yes. Plus a prologue. I have not jumped uh, into that yet. Of the, um, of the revised stuff after the manuscript assessment, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So... Are you comfortable to talk a little bit about your book? Give us title. A well, I'm I'm not sold on the title anymore, so I'm not sure. But it's, the current working title is Tales of Strangeness, mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not sure that works anymore because this thing started as a bit of a comic book, um, but I can't draw, so I was working with other people to do the art, and um, it just never it never gained traction because the first artist I was working with, we had a really good dynamic, but he he was also a musician and his band kind of took off. Mm -hmm. So of course he chose the art that made money over the art that was probably never going to because the comic too was pretty... So, so was your original idea to be like a novel but pictures through it? Or? Oh no, no, the original idea was straight up a comic book. It was a straight up comic book. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I definitely like from my early readings, I get that vibe and see how it could work. Mm. To and, that. and it was it was called it was a different it was same same but different. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very it lent very heavily into being a bit more irreverent. I think it was more Terry Pratchett as a comic than it is as a novel. Um, and, yeah, okay. and when I say Terry Pratchett, I just mean like silly, but in a well, I'd like to think in a clever way. But mm. it was also if Terry Pratchett was also probably um, being possessed by uh, Hunter S. Thompson and Irvine Welsh. Because, so, I mean, the main characters were all you know, junkies or alcoholics or... Deviants. Deviants. Oh, definitely deviants. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a bit of a spin on the superhero genre, but mm -hmm. very flawed. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a comic. Uh, then that artist... And then I tried to work with some other... I can't draw for shit, so I tried to work with other artists and couldn't get any traction so it kind of just wallowed and did nothing for a long time and then uh, a good friend of mine who I don't really see much anymore shout out to Red 
um, he challenged me to turn it into a book and bought me a book to support that. So shout out to whoever wrote Bird by Bird. I can't remember. It's in there somewhere. But it's a book about writing books. Um, and it was really helpful. I read that thing cover to cover three times and then sat down and started writing it. Yep. Mm. Awesome. And it's changed a lot. It's no longer... Oh, so yeah, the, the comic book was called Blazed Odyssey because it was... Blazed it, it lent yeah. very hard into stealing stuff from the Odyssey, um, Space Odyssey... Uh, David Bowie type references, but also Ooh, most Bowie. of the most of the characters were stoners, and also because it was a bit more silly, the the original spaceship that um that the characters that Zilla and of Zilla and Cersei end up in called the Favenson. The Favenson was actually uh, an AI bong that they flew in <laughs> in the comics. So yep, yeah, and it doesn't quite translate to the novel, so mm. you have to kind of change that a little. Quite bit. different, uh, uh, well, difficult unless you write. AI bomb. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But then I felt it was maybe too much Red Dwarf if I went down that road. It just felt so silly once it was a novel. A comic, a comic. Mm, okay. the visuals make it kind of funny, right? It's a good little punchline, yeah. a bit of a joke. Interesting you mentioned Red Dwarf. Um, I, I, I grew up watching Red Dwarf and love, love Red Dwarf. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it's almost like a slightly more adult red dwarf but then further out like there's there's the comedic comedic elements yeah there's the flawed characters like what red dwarf is around yeah but um, i think the flaws in well i mean i think the flaws in definitely the, in the first book of red dwarf the flaws were great and i think the actors that um portray those characters are brilliant as well and i, I fucking love the show as well I mean, early seasons. I think that there was a couple of the really late seasons where they were desperately clinging to trying to be mm. something. But, I don't, yeah, I don't think they were that great. Don't hate me. Sorry if you love Red Dwarf. But um, I, I don't know. I think my characters are a lot more flawed. And I think mm. um, the story's better for it. Do you can I, how far can I go? Can I get us another beer? Oh, yeah. This, this should work quite a range. Um, yeah, cool. And I, I guess, so, that inspiration for the flawed characters, does that come from self, a view of life in general? I guess, where do you take inspiration from? Um, well, a lot of places. I love comics. I take a lot of inspirations from comics, because, again, this was initially a comic. But I also, I love uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I love that gonzo journalist style of stuff. Uh, uh -huh. I love Robin Hobb, a fantasy writer. She's amazing. I think some of her stories are really good. I don't think... She doesn't write flawed characters or... She writes very heroic characters that may have something that's a flaw, but she, she, she explores growth. And that's great um, because, you know, we, a, lot of people, a lot of people should explore growth, but many don't. So mm. I'm trying to write characters that are actively avoiding growth and... Mm. Um, what would you say within that, though, there is growth thrust upon them? Well, I, I, think, uh, I think growth is relative as well. So, like, even, I mean, even absolute dead shits uh, improve in their own scope and their frame of reference, right? We might, we might not see it as growth and we might not see it as um, structured, but there's always, there's, I think there's always growth. Yep. Um, but anyway... Uh, but uh, why did I draw? Uh, why was I so into flawed characters? I guess it started by uh, 
my irritation with villains in stuff. Villains being villains for the sake of villainy. And this started young. When I was a kid, I used to love the X-Men. I used to really love the X-Men. And Charles Xavier, he had a school for gifted youngsters. And you know, the cream of the crop became his X-Men. Mm -hmm. Problematic now, X-People. Um, is it? I don't know, fuck, I don't know. Uh, but X-Force is another good name you can run with, and they've got that anyway. But that's uh, different. But his uh, what we arch... had at the gym? We did. Uh, we did have X-Force. Yeah, I did that deliberately because Chongy... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, he might listen. He Chong might listen. Shout out to Chongy. He wanted it just to be the, uh, the X-Men theme, and I had a couple of people on my team, because I was on that team. I had a couple of people on my team that didn't feel like that really... Um, was inclusive enough for their liking for them. And that's fine. It wasn't that hard. Within the same... Were we on the same team? You were on Flex Force, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because we changed it to Flex Force. With... And, because, and because of you being on the team, because I don't know if any of your listeners know, but this guy's like seven feet tall, uh, we ordered team singlets, and one of the singlets was meant to be extra long, and the mm. rest of them weren't. But they all ended up being extra long. So I worked out in a mini dress, which was just lovely. That's what you want, Miller fucking summer. I do, um, <laughs> I do remember us coming, I say us, uh, I come up with some other terrible names. Yeah, you for did. The different teams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, as the unofficial team leader, had to listen to all the people in my team and they didn't feel that Flexmen really. Mm. And, and look, that's was fair it, play too. Kevin, Kevin Spacey's Space Jam. They're a little rough. Um, because where is he jamming it? Because he's going to be in my boy um, there, Sam Rockwell because he was in Moon with him. There was... I hesitate to say a Bill Cosby. Yeah, one. maybe don't. No. But, um, <laughs> zip, zip, zip. We'll see, Betty. Come here. That's rough. He got off recently. Oh, he got off a lot. Um, <laughs> he should back have, to should he have gotten off, though? I don't think he should have. I think we tried to free Britney and we let him out. No, that was a, it was that, that strange thing of, ah, oh, because he admitted to a crime somewhere else, it somehow absolved him of other crimes or some what? bullshit like that. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. It was like he'd... So you do a crime and you do a worse <laughs> crime to get out of this crime and you don't get punished for anything. No, it, it, it was like the other... I don't know, it was... One of those legal things. It Can't was like, oh, he'd this. already been tried for that crime Can't previously. Can't be tried for the same crime twice. So is that, like, what is that a double jeopardy? Is that the thing they know. call it? I remember it in rest, Arrested Development, where it's like, uh, oh, I think there was false actually... things. It's like the husband and wife can't be tried for the same crimes. No, 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 that's different. That's different. No, no. If you, you, I think your, I think your spouse can maybe plead the fifth and not provide evidence against you. Mm. But they have to be your spouse to do that. Right. That's different again. Okay, I'm is taking he, points from the Bob blah, blah, Or is blah, he just blah, marrying everyone he molests? Is that the... Cosby? Yeah. Is that oh, what I'm not saying? sure. Then they can't provide oh, I evidence. think that's the latest you know seasons. You know what? I'm not comfortable joking that's about this anymore. That's the latest seasons. Not comfortable joking about this We anymore. can probably leave it in, but... Um, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, back to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so flawed. Uh, so, it comes from uh, villains. Shit villains. So, uh, we've got all this story about it, why Charles did what Charles did. And then we get to Magneto and we get a really good uh, story about why Magneto is the way he is, why he feels that humans and mutants can't coexist. But it, it, he, he feels this way on paper just for Magneto alone. He feels this way because he's seen oppression. So the original story I'm pretty sure was he was like a Holocaust survivor who then happened to have powers. And I'm sorry if I'm wrong about that, but I, I, mm -hmm. I feel like there's something... Anyway, that, that's not super important to the Magneto story, but the thing is... He had this justified reason of why he was fighting against humans. 
right? And it was a pretty solid reason. Humans treat mutants mm -hmm. like shit in the comics. And so, of course, mutants aren't going to like that. Now, Chucky X, he creates the X-Men and he wants to set an example, which is one way you can react to it. And so they try and do good and fix things. And, mm -hmm. But also there's a bit of, it's problematic in that you've got mutants policing other mutants there working on the behalf of humans. If you want to extrapolate on that further, it's a bit like white people invading a country and then making the local forces work to help them police the other local people. Okay. So this, that's problematic. But anyway, that's not what they're about because the X-Men wasn't meant to be this whole thing about the civil rights movement anyway. But anyway, we've got this really great story for Magneto and why he does what he does. What's his group called? The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Mm. Now they've retconned that to be ironic. Fuck off. But he wakes up every morning and goes, well, we're just going to do evil. But that doesn't even suit his character because his character is actually trying to do good for yeah, mutant so, kind. So he's actually... He's a hero for mutants. And, and, and has a reason to that, but then it is just replaced with, oh, because, well, let's just go and do evil. Because him and his crew have to be the bad guys, so let's make mm. it real obvious. But Okay, if we're going to speak about good villains, mm. right, or, or well-developed, reason, reasoned villains, yeah. for me, I feel like something like... Um, Oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Um, that finger clicker from Avengers. Thanos. Yeah, I liked Thanos as a villain. I think he was a better villain in the movie probably than he was in the comics. Because in the comics, he just had a hard-on for death. Mm. Uh, in the movie, I kind of liked his rationale. Although, a little bit flawed. Because if you're just going to wish away half the people to make more resources, you could just wish in double the resources. Do the rings do that? That's never explained. The rings can do whatever the fuck you want if you've got the will to use them. That's interesting. I, I honestly never thought of it like that. Did you? That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, why don't, you just, why don't you just ask for double the shit? Well, I just thought this cinema would be roomier. Wouldn't it? But no, no, no. I didn't think double the cinema size. Well, we don't have to double the cinema size, but I think he was talking about there being a lack of resources. I don't think he was concerned about people not being able to see a movie. Hmm. I think he was more concerned about fossil fuels. Are you sure, and... though? Like, is there not a piece in that, too, of like, oh, it's busy here. I think um, I think his rationale that he tried to use was that if they had double the resources, they just they would just they wouldn't inspire the fear to change their ways. So mm. they might just use. But had he had he also seen a future where no, oh, he hadn't, this is what he happens had, he hadn't seen shit. People? He he was he was. I liked him though. He's a good he was a good villain because he was motivated by fear to do something he thought was good because he'd seen what had happened to his planet. And so they That's ran, right. they yeah, ran okay. out of resources, saw everything die. Yeah. He tried to convince them what they had to do. I come here, I assume the same thing will and happen I, here. And what I did respect about him as a villain as well is that he included himself in the clique. He very well could have evaporated. He didn't exclude himself or his people. It was 50% of all, and he just lucked out to live in the movie. So yeah. Yeah. I dig that because he's, he holds true to his convictions. So that's a great villain. Yeah. Another really good villain I like is... Um, Adrian Veidt or Ozzy Mandius from The Watchmen. So not something I've really explored. So he's a he's a, one of the heroes in The Watchmen. He's one of the heroes, but ultimately he figures out that the only way to unite people is to, again, it, depending if you're watching the movie or the comics, is, is to basically kill a shitload of people and make them terrified, because um, then they band together against a common enemy. So he had a really good okay. motivation. My mind went to the, the common enemy thing. Yeah. Right? So, so, for example, if you look at, I don't know, you know, the comment section in the Facebook, my 
political beliefs versus yours or whatever, and there's always been this divide here on earth, but um, I, can't, I can't remember where I've heard it before, and it, it's you know probably been mentioned very well by someone else. But, but like personally, I believe this as well. The only way you could get everyone here to band together would be if aliens come down. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, suddenly, like, okay, I don't care that you're, you know... This, that, the other, what religion, whatever. whatever. These people need to go. Because they're going to they're, they're gonna threaten our way of life. Yeah and, yeah, and suddenly we all come together. Like, for me... I don't know that we would. I don't know that we would. I don't know, because I reckon, I reckon knowing the human race, and it wouldn't matter how the aliens presented themselves, it would, it would matter... Fuck all, because there'd be some conspiracy nut out there to be like, the government's lying to us, the aliens actually just want to be our friends. Or, if the aliens did want to be our friends, the government's lying to us, they're here to do something. This is part of the hostile takeover. They're all lizard people like the world leaders. Possibly. Like, we wouldn't, I don't think we've got capacity to unite anymore. I think that we'd be more uniting than current, though. Nah, nah. I, 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 look, I love your optimism, but... Uh, yeah, I we, guess. I don't see, I've, not, I've not seen us unite. Yeah, I think there's probably... And even when we do unite, we don't... It's not, it's not the same unification for everyone. It's like, okay, so you look at world wars and stuff, right? No, actually, you're probably right. And it, it, to be honest, I think it's... My vision is... Or my view of what I just stated before. Is it Tom Cruise movie? No, no, no. It, it's probably pre-internet, if that makes sense. Like, even at the moment, it's not this thing of... You know, uh, New South Wales and Victoria, we're both going through a very similar thing. It's the state of New South Wales has fucked this for us or, or you should have done this, you didn't do that. There's, there's quite a lot of that as opposed to like we're, we're all, you know, like at the moment, the common enemy that's come from, you know, but, but, out of space is COVID. But it's not even a common enemy because some people don't believe in it. And then you look yeah, at people, no, who, are, then you look at people right. who argue... This, this, um, is, this is furthering what you said before mm. of if aliens come down, that's like, well... There'd be people who'd say it's a Hollywood hoax. Joe Rogan would probably do some DMT and say it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He'd probably shoot up some horse tranks and then be friends with the aliens. Um, Bill Burr would probably start to make a lot of sense. It'd, be, it'd just be Ooh. terrifying. Oh. Just be oh. terrifying. Oh. Goodness. Mm. All right, so... Back to what you were speaking oh, so, of, of villainy. Yeah, or well, no, flawed characters. But I guess it, it started with the villains. It started with the villains being so fucking so what, what, obviously flawed. Um, what makes your villain, rather than well, doing, doing villainy to there's no know, villains, just be bad? There's no villains in my book, though. So there's just perspectives. So everyone's written as their own hero because everyone's trying to do the right thing. So, you know, you've got the... And I hate to even say you've got main characters. I mean, you do obviously have main characters, but I even tried to give the background characters their own little stories and their own little bits and pieces because, I don't know, I find... I get kind of annoyed with... I get annoyed with stories that just have characters to further plot. Like, I'm trying to really write something that is a slice or a snapshot of a point in time, so I want it to be very real. So I want the background characters to even have motivations. I want... I want, even if it doesn't make it to the book, I still want, I still like to write about these background characters so I know that At least still exists for you as the author to know. Like, personally, this won't just be one book. No, 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 no. There's, I've, I mean, I've already got, I already have uh, three mapped out um, and I, I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling that I could tell a really good self-contained story that builds the world really well in about nine books. I haven't got the other six stories completely fleshed out. I've got some good ideas for things I want to explore. Mm -hmm. 
but I've definitely got three mapped out, and I think, but I think nine is the sweet spot to get it to almost come back full circle. Yep. Because the overarching theme is, is that basically there are no villains. No one is inherently good or inherently bad. Everyone's a little bit self-serving. We're all trying to do the right thing. Um, and ultimately, uh, like it or not, most of us will end up rallying and fighting against something only to find out that years down the track we've become that very thing. I kind of want to capture that as well. Mm. Yeah, okay. So we all believe, well, we all believe we're the hero. I think so. I, I mean, I'm yet to meet someone who is going to stand up and say, oh, no, I'm just a background character in life. I just, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, but even with what you said before about the villain stuff, I fully understand what you're saying. Like someone has just written to, I'm going to do evil for evil's sake. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, don't know if this is a good place to go, um, and I will mention it, and I'll apologise in advance. But I'm sure Hitler would have thought... I somehow knew you were going to go with Hitler. And of course he thought I he was thought... doing the right thing. I, th- I, I, I honestly don't think... I, th- I mean, I think it came from a place of fear. I don't... Mm. But, I don't I, but he didn't go like, oh, I'm going to be evil. No. And I think no. that, like, what, what you speak of, now that I'm like processing what you're saying, that is what is truly terrifying, right? So, someone who that is, is, exactly. is doing evil... Mm-hmm. But they believe they are doing good. Yeah. Again, with Thanos, oh, we're going to wipe out half the people because this is what's needed. Um, and, 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 and also, weirdly, is that Thanos probably has more to do, uh, more in common with my, I mean, the character that, um, you know, I've had you, re- I've had a lot of people read this uh, in my circle just to kind of gauge, you know, mm-hmm. if it's on the right track, if it's inclusive enough, if it's yep. interesting enough, if it's exciting enough, if it... Um, avoiding tropes like you know writing women that boobily bounce down boob stairs with their boobs boobily boobling mm-hmm. avoiding those sorts of things chapter men, 27 men men write women pretty terribly usually mm-hmm. uh, so I've, and then I've got the manuscript assessment feedback and and so a lot of the feedback does say there is a main character and and, and you know I guess I have to admit that there is a main character and I tried to avoid it I tried to make it fairly but but even he, as the hero, is he's probably one of the most despicable people in the book. And mm. he, I think he has more in common with Thanos than he, than he does with any of your other typical heroes. Like, he does some awful it, shit. It, it does really run a line of, oh, I should hate this person. Just, what, you know, mm. what they do, how they are, and all that stuff. I should hate this person. You get the real sort of, a bit of, you know, everyone around him is like, oh. Really, sort sort of thing, you know, yeah. through through, yeah, no, through the narrative of him, but ultimately, he is to be the hero. Well, and and even some of them, uh, you know, one of the main characters, like so, this main character, Emerson, he he basically, in order to achieve his goals, kidnaps his friends' families and locks them away somewhere to force his friends to go on a mission because the mission's so high stakes, it needs to be done. And they're not going to want to do it. But it needs to be done because... It, and, and he plays his cards close to his chest and there's lots of reasons why he has to do that because... But ultimately, if they don't succeed in the mission, everyone dies anyway. Mm. And so he justifies doing this heinous thing to his friends' families because if he doesn't do it to motivate them to help him... Well, they're all dead anyway. So kidnapping them is actually the lesser of two evils. 
Yeah. But he, he justifies a lot of shitty shit to, but ultimately does good. Mm. Whereas, and, and, and along the way, one of his, you know, his main, I guess his main advisor, um, chief counsel, she, she in one scene beats the ever-loving piss out of him for doing what he did. But within a few chapters, has that she has that realization that even though he's doing this awful, awful stuff, it has to be done. Whereas, um, yeah. the villain, the people that they're saying is the villain, he's doing. He is constantly trying to fix things. He's constantly working to try and repair the damage he's done by trying to fix things. So every time he tries to fix things, he makes things worse. Mm. And. I can relate. <laughs> and so Emerson and his crew are there trying to stop this guy, but they're not stopping a villain. They're stopping basically a person that's so caught up in fixing things, they've lost sight of what it is they're trying to do, and they just keep destroying. And hmm. But, I mean, I actually think the Lottles probably... I honestly think that's present in a lot of... I think he's the hero of the book. <clears throat> he just is a hero that... Well, yeah, it's, it, it's funny you mention that because... Yeah, he's he's he definitely like what what I get from it, right? Really, just click with something within my own self because um, I'm a classic overthinker, uh, and I will always be trying to trying to fix things as opposed dig to dig up stupid, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And that's what well, that's he what he is. does. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a villain by circumstance, but not by choice. No, but if I, if you wrote the story with a slightly different lens, he'd be the hero constantly trying to do everything he could to save the universe and every time he fails he he attempts something different mm. but it's always along the same vein because he's so he's because he's also a victim of his circumstance so he yeah. thinks that these things need to change to save things and so if you told it from a different lens then Emerson and his crew would be swooping in well, as the villains it's funny why you say that because I, I was just thinking if it was written by a different perspective your quote-unquote hero is the current villain and the other perspective is the villain yeah. is actually trying to fix things, but this fucking hero is getting in the way of yeah. making that happen. Yeah, so it's... Um, um, which is like... And again, like when I read it, I'm just sharing feedback. I, I might have said this to you before, but I think I read the first chapter and I was like, oh... No, this isn't like um, just musings from someone on a keyboard. Like, this is someone who knows how to write. And it, and it continued on. And as it went on, I had all these different questions of like, fuck, am I, am I supposed to like this guy? Because he was just very much sits on the edge of being an asshole. Mm. And for me, I think that's what made your book so unique. Like, I feel quite invested in you and I want you to finish and, and, and get it to happen. Because there were... I honestly think you could give it to 10 different people and you could go, who's the villain? Who's the bad guy? Do you like the main character? Who's your favourite character? It, it, it isn't written that everyone would give the same answer. I feel like a lot of it is open to... I think, it, yeah, I, I hope it is. I really hope mm, it is. That, um, that's that. But like, everyone that's does seem I to. Everyone does seem to. I haven't asked all those questions, but everyone does seem to lean into Emerson being the good guy and Zlatan being the bad guy. But, and and so the manuscript assessor gave me some feedback about saying why, what makes, um, what makes it was great feedback because it meant I was on the right track because 
she said, um, what makes the little so menacing and evil? I really don't understand why he's so evil. And I was like, that's, that's actually great feedback because that's what I want because mm. he's not evil. Mm. I don't want uh, a villain. I want, I want a book full of protagonists. I want, because it's everyone's journey to try and succeed. And, and, because you're always someone's asshole, right? So even if you go out of your, even if you are the, on your best behavior all day. Okay. You well, are, if I was to relate him to myself. Which one? Emerson or Zalora? Emerson. Yep. I oh, know. Why is he the villain? Is it, he won't just let where it is be. He keeps trying to fix it. Okay, that didn't go right. I'll, I'll try and fix it again. Oh, fuck, that didn't work. I'll try and fix it yeah, again. Yeah, but look at a classic hero that did that in a time travel story, Marty McFly and Doc. They went back, hmm. they, they, they screwed things, and they had to keep trying to fix it to repair it so that Marty would still live. Although you can't write yourself out of existence in time travel. But anyway, that's a different topic. Can't do it. Can't next, do it. Next can't episode. Um, but, uh, and then in the... Second one, they goofed up and someone got the almanac and was making bets and became rich and his dad was murdered. And they kept, they didn't let things be, they kept trying to fix things. And they ultimately got to a point where they were far better off than they were than where they started. So you could argue that Marty McFly is a self-serving villain because you, he kept changing you, things until he ended up in a better position. Correct, but you, 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 were, heavily, no care you were heavily for, led to the conclusion. What do you mean? Right? As in, like the, the way the movie shot or whatever, like these. Oh, yeah, what but I'm I saying. Think, is... I think with the book, so much with a book, you know, everything is in your own head. It is. I feel like a book is far more open to interpretation than a movie. Oh, definitely. But what I'm, well, I guess what I'm um, saying is, is that, um, you know, Zalol's not a hero, not a villain for trying to, trying to repair damage he's done. Mm. He's not a. He's. Um, he, in fact. I'd argue that people that just accept the status quo when the status quo is shit are the true villains. It's like, you know, um, what is it? Evil wins when good people do nothing. And so, for, and I think that actually is, uh, weirdly, and I've only just thought of that now, is weirdly, I think that's probably what fuels him. And, hmm. and given that I've been writing about him for a couple of years, it's odd that I just discovered that now. But I, um, I do think he is someone who has gone to fix the bathroom sink. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just replace this washer. Hmm. Yep. Unscrews something slightly too far, replaces the washer, and then there's a leak elsewhere. And yeah. by the end, the house is flooded. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, um, but I, I think... Yeah, no, but that's... but Yeah, but that's him, but that doesn't make him a villain. That makes him a dude trying to... Okay, so no, initially... If you, if you were his wife, and you've gone, oh, we need that stat, tap to stop dripping, Yeah, and... It's gone to and everything's flooded. Then he, you know, he's a bit of a dick. Some sort of a relationship villain, though. Didn't, well, know, didn't know when to stop. Didn't know his own limitations. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's really true. That's a that's a great um, that is a great assessment of that character because because he doesn't because also too you got to remember too from um, Zalotl's point of view and frame of reference he's a god so he has no limitations mm. and as any great atheist knows. They're fucking chock full of them. Um, oh. So, but yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Fantastic. All right, so we are just about to crack a, another beer, a Moondog Old Mate Pale Ale. Yep, uh, uh, product placement at its finest. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope they send me a free sampler pack. We did so, open the show with a uh, Corpse Reviver Number no. 2 cocktail, which was proudly brought to you by Patient Wolf Gin. Mm. Fantastic. So that's two. And Contro. Uh, Whoever makes Contro. Yep, they're Contronians. Mm. If they're listening, please some, send out and uh, send us something. Some sort of absinthe and, uh, I don't know, whoever makes the lemon juice. Lemons. Right. So I, I... farmers. Yeah. So my my intention was, I know when we started, you were like, oh, I don't really want to talk about I don't really want to talk, talk about, about the book. book yep, but, yep, but here we are. We're clocking 45 minutes, which is a podcast PB. Um, honestly, wonderful for you to share because, like, I know you've gone through the journey of, of doing the book and obviously the normal self-doubt about what you're creating and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it's wonderful and fantastic. And I've just been like sitting here on the sidelines saying, go Sim, get it, get it released. Cause I think it's fucking wonderful. Um, and yeah, I guess the name will change, but like as soon as it does come out, like I will have another episode like announcing it and I'll be sharing it everywhere because mm. it's yeah i think it's like really fucking good um thanks but thank you thank you for coming on i'll wrap this one up because we're hitting the 45 minute mark um so uh, who's even still listening uh i don't know someone <laughs> must be someone must be um so and if you are put a comment below <laughs> i mean you know give us a like it's uh, gonna subscribe. Be fun, tell it? tell your friends. Uh, I am hoping this is the first of many. Um, I've said this for fucking ages. I need to get a guest on. I'm like twenty odd episodes in. I'm not going to be your guest. I'm, I'm going to be your only guest for the rest of the lockdown, though. Well, I can do true. voices. So, I can do voices. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I can do voices as well. Yeah. Um, not always. Yours are all, Yours are always a bit problematic, though. Well, you know that's because I'm not an inner city lad. So uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening.